Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Functional Retirement Podcast, where we merge retirement planning and health. I'm your host, Thatcher Taylor. I'm a certified financial planner. And on this podcast, we're going to explore the convergence of health with retirement planning and how it affects longevity risk, income distribution, protection, estate planning, and everything that goes in to an optimal retirement. We're going to do that with some solo shows with myself, with educational videos and topics, but we're also going to utilize expert guests in the fields of retirement planning and health. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Functional Retirement Podcast. I'm your host, Thatcher Taylor. Today, we're going to go over some really cool numbers. I've got a few charts here. So if you're listening to this, I'm going to link below the PDF so you can check out these charts as we go. But if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to pull up the charts here. And we're going to go through them together. So if you're listening, I'm going to try to articulate some cool statistics through all these charts that I think are going to be really valuable in your retirement journey and things that I just think are extremely interesting as we go through this process. Retirement is a very unique place for a lot of people. It's not always sunshine and rainbow. So the more we prepare now, the better we'll be. But if you're listening to this, you might be inclined to take an interest in your health. And so if that is you, it means you're going to have an even more unique road through retirement, starting with you living longer. It's going to be a different dynamic with you living longer because you're going to be exposed to longevity risk. So a lot of these charts are going to break down a lot of things about retirement and how health plays into it. But I just think there's a lot of stuff in here that's really valuable. It's all going to go together and it's all going to help make this process a little bit easier. Maybe just jumpstart you to want to push a little bit harder as you prepare for retirement. Oh, and by the way, make sure to like and subscribe. Again, in the show notes, all these charts will be there. If you go to YouTube, just search functional retirement or the link will be below and you'll be able to watch this video and we'll go through the charts together. All right, here's the first chart, life expectancy probability. So let's assume you make it to age 65 and we're going to talk through these as a couple, as a married couple. So let's say you're married and you've made it to age 65. Congratulations. There's a 90% chance that one of you is going to live to age 85. That's a really big number. So 20 years of retirement if you're age 65. There's a 73% chance or a three and four chance that one of you is going to live to age 90. That's a 25-year retirement. There's a 46% chance or a 50-50 shot that one of you is going to live to 95. Now we're hitting that 30-year retirement mark. And then there's a 19% chance, a one in five chance that one of you is going to live to age 100. That's a 35-year retirement. That's the statistical evaluation of how long you may live if you're married. Uh, just in the essence of discussion, if you're a man, there's a 63% chance you're living to 85, 43% chance you're living to 90, 22% chance you're living to 95, and 8% chance you're living to 100. If you're a woman, there's a 72% chance you're living to 85, 54% chance you're living to 90, 31% chance you're living to 95, and a 13% chance you're living to 100. So longevity is real. Living longer is real. If you're active in your health and wellness, these percentages are even going to go up. You're most likely going to live longer if you're taking care of your health. That's why I think healthy people have a very unique retirement journey. The next slide is a goals-based wealth management slide, but it's essentially if you're investing, how do you match up your investments with your goals? And here's what I mean. 
In any one-year period since 1950, the market has been up 47% or the lowest it's been is down 39%. In any given year, you're either going to make 47% or you're going to be down 39%. That's the historical range since 1950 up until 2022. In any five-year period, which every year starts a new five-year period, you're going to make 28% and you're going to be down 3% in any five-year period. So let's stop there. So we're between one year and five year. We know that there's a potential in five year of you actually losing money, 3%. And if you factor in inflation, it could be even worse. You could be down maybe 5% or in this particular case, 9% or more. So we know that in five years, the money that you invest, you don't want to use for goals that are going to be needed in five years because there's the potential of losing a little bit of your principal. So when you're thinking about investing, you need to think about making sure that the money that you need in one to five years maybe is not exposed to too much equity risk. Now let's move to the 10-year period where in any 10-year period, you'll be up 19% or down 1%. That's very good. That means over a 10-year period, the likelihood of you making money is very high. And then in any 20-year period, the high is 17% and the low is still up 6%. So in any 20-year period, since 1950, again, every year starts a new 20-year period. Since 1950, there's never been a 20-year period where you've lost money. So this whole the stock market is risky thing is literally defeated in this example using data since 1950. So now you can think about, well, if the stock market over a 20-year period is very unlikely to lose money, now we can start investing for long-term goals. The reason I tell you this right after we talk about that longevity chart a minute ago is if you retire at age 65, there's a 90% chance one of you is living to age 85. You need to continue to have equity exposure. Even more, there's going to be a 50% chance that one of you is going to live to 95. So you can't have all of your money in cash or really safe investments when you retire. You need to continue to work through equity growth through retirement to make sure money is there later in life. That's the longevity risk. That's what healthy people are exposed to is living longer. You need to invest the proper way. Next is spending basically between ages 60 and 64. And you can see this chart. There's a bunch of categories. Make sure to download the PDF or in the comment section below or in the show notes so you can see this chart. The average spending between ages 60 and 64 is $115,000 a year. But the average spending in age 95 is 92,000 bucks. But that's a 30 year window where it goes from 115 to 92. And again, that's not including inflation. Those are actual numbers right now. So your 92,000 is gonna be a lot more, but this is all inflation adjusted back to today's dollars. So in general, you're gonna spend less but you're still going to spend a lot. That's almost 90% of your income. So you need to make sure that your money is lasting and prepared to last all the way through retirement. The way we do this is we start to look at income replacement. In the first place we go is social security. There are pensions out there. A lot of people don't get pensions anymore, but there are some pensions out there that play in to income replacement after retirement. A lot of this is going to be from social security. But here's what this chart shows. This new chart is showing that the more income you need in retirement, 
the less percentage will be from Social Security. So, for example, say you need an income of $100,000 in retirement. 44% is going to be of Social Security. 42% is going to come from other sources, which would be investments or pensions or annuities or retirement accounts. There's going to be a decrease in expenses of about 14% compared to retirement. So here's what you need to understand is as your income needs go up, like if you take it on this chart to $300,000, say you need a $300,000 a year, your social security is only going to account for 16% of the income that you need. 56% of it is going to come from other sources. And then 28% is going to be changes in expenditures, taxes, and pre-retirement savings. So as you need more income, your social security or your guaranteed income is going to be a smaller ratio, a smaller percentage. So you need to make sure to have those invested assets, those goals-based investments that we just discussed, building and growing over time to supplement those income needs. So we talk about creating income. Most people in the world right now are talking about things like the inflation-adjusted method or the 4% rule, where essentially your first year of retirement, you create a withdrawal rate. Maybe it's 4% you need 4% of your investment assets to cover your expenses. So if you have a million dollars, that's 40,000 bucks. And then every year you just inflation adjust that. So whatever the inflation is for that next or that last year is you boost up your own income. And every single year as inflation goes up, you boost it up a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. But statistically that tails off. The withdrawal annually by inflation isn't built to last and you'll actually run out of money with that method depending on what inflation is a little bit before 90 and that exposes you to longevity risk we know that there's a 50 percent chance one of you is going to be living to age 90 so you're basically going to run out of assets what helps extend this out is a more dynamic spending strategy based on the performance of investment you can go look this up it's called guyton's guardrails if you see this essentially what it means is the guardrails or a more dynamic spending strategies, if the market does really well, we'll give you a little bonus. But if the market does poorly, we'll give you a little bit less. But within specific guardrails to make sure to meet your needs, where if the market's really struggling, we're going to tell you to calm down on your expenses just to help preserve that wealth. Because we know there's a big chance one of you's going to live to later in life. But by using more of a dynamic spending strategy, it extends out the probability of success of you having enough money to live in retirement by about another 12 years. So you being able to sustain income for long periods of time is most likely going to benefit a dynamic spending strategy as opposed to just the simple inflation adjusted strategy, which we spoke about this a little bit before. Now we're going to talk about social security timing. So social security is going to be a big portion, especially depending on where you're at in income needs, it could be a substantial portion of the income that you're going to be receiving. So let's talk a little bit about Social Security and how it plays in. If you were born in 1954 or earlier, your full retirement age is 66 in some sort of months. If you're born after 1954, your full retirement age is age 67. And what full retirement age means, which your FRA, your full retirement age, is an actual term within the Social Security Administration guidelines that that's the age where you're going to receive your full Social Security benefit. In addition, you can receive that benefit and have other earnings and not have your benefit reduced. 
If you take your benefit early, it's going to decrease by an average of 6.25% because the earliest you can take your benefit is age 62. So if you reduce it, if you took your benefit age 62 compared to your full retirement age, your full retirement age is a 100% benefit, your age 62 benefit would be about 75% if you were born in 1954 or earlier. If you were born in 1960 or later and your full retirement age was age 67, that means you're going to reduce your benefit down by 6% a year. If you took it at 62, that would be a 70% benefit, 30% cut. And that benefit is locked in for life. Now, one little kicker here is if you wait to age 70, if you wait to defer your social or to withdraw your social security benefits, you get an 8% boost every year, which actually means if your full retirement age benefit is 100%, you'll actually get 124% if you wait to age 70. This matters in longevity. If you think you're going to live longer, maybe waiting makes more sense. That's a substantial increase in increasing your benefit out to age 70. So you can get a lot more in guaranteed income if you think you're going to live longer if you wait to age 70. But your full retirement age is a good time to withdraw benefits too. So let me give you an example. Let's say your full retirement benefit at your full retirement age of age 67 was $3,653 per month. That's a really good chunk of money. That's over $40,000 a year. If you wait to age 70, so you get 8% a year, 8% more each year that you wait, your new benefit would be $4,530, which is almost $1,000 more by waiting to age 70. If you claim at age 62 or early, your $3,653 full retirement benefit actually becomes $2,500 in $57. That's over $1,000 less. It's a really difficult place to be if you're going to take your benefit early. So a lot of times it makes sense to find bridge work or try to continue working to your full retirement age or later. One thing I want to discuss about this chart is the break even ages between taking it at 62 and your full retirement age is age 77. So if you're going to take your Social Security early, it's going to seem like you're making more money. You're going to make more longer. But if you take it at full retirement age versus age 62, if you live to age 77, so 10 years, that makes taking your benefit at your full retirement age more valuable. That's the break-even point. But if you pass away early, it would have been better to take it age 62. Between age 70 and full retirement age of 67, the break-even point is about age 81, where 81 is the age where if you take your benefit at age 70, the maximum benefit, if you don't live to age 81, it would have been better to take the benefit of full retirement age. So there is a little bit of a gamble there that we have to diagnose as we come into Social Security distributions. And then to the last chart. The percentage of age 65 plus population who need assistance with two or more activities of daily living or have severe cognitive impairment really come into play later in life where if you make it to age 85, between 85 and 90, there's a 30% chance that you're going to need assistance with two or more activities of daily living or have severe cognitive impairment. 
So it's important to really understand later in life, you might have big expenses with long-term care. You may need someone to come in and help you, or you may need to go somewhere to get assistance because of cognitive impairment, or you couldn't handle the activities of daily living. So you need to make sure that these costs come into play, especially if you're going to live longer. This all comes into making sure to accumulate enough assets early to protect you. So here's what we can take away from this. We can take away from these charts the idea that you need to put a strong emphasis on your preparation for retirement. If you're around age 45 to 50, you need to be going really hard at preparing for retirement. If you're getting close to age 60, you might need to make sure to invest extra for the next few years so you can have money later on in life. Because if you're age 60 to 65 and you start investing money now, that's the money we're going to be using in 20 or more years. So you need to make sure to really double check what you're going to do as far as investing and preparing for retirement. It's usually a needs analysis. How much do we need in retirement? Next, you need to really assess your health and your longevity. Do you think statistically you're going to live a long time? That's going to play into our Medicare decisions and our Social Security decisions. And then lastly, what you really need to pay attention to is how you're going to distribute your income. What method are you going to use to distribute your income? This is where I come into play as a retirement planner is I coordinate all this for you. I help with the needs analysis, income distribution strategies, social security strategies, how to continuously distribute income throughout retirement so you can focus on your vision and your goals. And then I tell you on those visions and those goals if you're on track or if you need to work a little bit harder. That's the value of a retirement planner. This was a little bit of a shorter podcast today, but I just really wanted to share these charts with you so you have some really good information and detail as you work through this retirement journey. If you have any questions, please contact me below. I am accepting some new clients, but based on a very specific criteria because I am limited. It's just me, but it's just me because I deliver a very high service that's personalized to your specific situation, very hands-on. And so if you have any questions, please contact me below. Make sure to like and subscribe and hit me with any questions or concerns or comments. I'm happy to listen so I can make this better moving forward. Thanks for listening.